Welcome to another episode of In The Zone. I am your host, Chris Broussard. I am joined by my man, one of my favorite Good brothers to see you. How at you? FS1, Nick Wright, the great Nick Wright of First <laughs> Things First. I've been blessed to co-host with you All this week. whole week. It's been yeah. great, man. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, no, my pleasure filling so in for fun. Chris Carter. But we've been having fun. We've been talking about a lot of different mm-hmm. things, uh, one of which is... The mid-season awards. Which really, is really, really the three-quarter yeah, season Yeah, yeah, three-quarter, yep. two-thirds of the season awards. But we've gone down MVP, Rookie of the Year, Dunker of the Year, mm-hmm. and Best Performance of the Year individually. And so we'll get to that in a minute. But let me just tell everybody, make sure to subscribe to In The Zone on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Leave us a comment and give us five stars. You're really going to like this one with my man Nick Wright. So, Nick, let's get right into let's it. Let's do it. Who is your MVP at this point in the season? I think this is as close to an obvious one as we've had. This is neck and neck with the year Steph was unanimous as far as who the MVP has to be. It's James Harden. Now, I'm I'm a guy that believes going into every year, LeBron's the MVP (laughs) and is going to have to be proven otherwise. Very rarely do at the end of the year I feel like it's been proven otherwise. This right now is one of those years. And barring James Harden missing I don't know, 15 of the final 20-some games, I don't see how he doesn't win it. We both feel like he's come up short a couple – well, we know he's come up short a couple times. We both feel like at least one of those times he maybe should have won the award. 2015, the year Steph won his first one. He's been amazing. His team has the best record. He is doing it – while in, while incorporating Chris Paul, he's better defensively. Now that's with some help from other guys as well. But he's not as it's not as many gaffes. Like I can't find a hole in what he's done this year. To me, the more interesting discussion is almost the rest of the ballot yeah. because Harden is obviously the MVP. Yeah, I'm with you. James Harden is MVP. You say he'd have to miss uh, the bulk of the remainder of the season not to be it. People need to understand too. You said best record in the league. Chris Paul missed 18 games mm-hmm. and they. They have not missed the beat. They've obviously been better when Chris is there, but they've not missed the beat. And one of the hardest things to do in the NBA is to fit in another superstar. And a lot of that onus falls on the, the superstar who was there before. Like if LeBron, if Anthony Davis joined mm-hmm. LeBron in the Cavs, a lot of the onus to get Davis comfortable, make sure the team is playing at its best with Davis on the floor, would be on LeBron just as the best player there. Same thing with Harden here, and he's done a great job of it. So is Chris Paul. But So it, it's clearly Harden. I actually think he could be the second unanimous vote of all time. And, and I'll say this. Steph was the first. Should not have been the first. Nope. LeBron should have been a unanimous MVP before. And I think there are other players, too. Yeah, Gary, (laughs) Gary my man, Gary Washburn voted voted for Carmelo. Voted for Melo. Carmelo had a great year, but come on. By the way, now that we know what happened at the end of the season, Steph won unanimous MVP. Don't you think he kind of wishes he wasn't unanimous? Because Just because people kept throwing that in his face. Because remember, they ended up obviously not winning the title. Yeah, yeah. And people were saying, oh, with you, up 3-1, 73 wins, unanimous MVP. If he had just been overwhelming yeah, like yeah, LeBron yeah. was. But no, you. I don't think he'll be unanimous. I think so that... So you think it'll be another Gary Washburn type thing? Because like you said... It's hard to justify anyone else. There are some people, though, that 
I think, dislike Harden's style of play enough so much because they think it's almost cheating. Like with the drawing the fouls, the herky-jerky, they dislike the rocket style of play that when you have two other candidates who in a normal year would be really strong candidates. LeBron giving you 26, 8, and 9. LeBron who just averaged a triple-double for a month, shooting 55%. And then Anthony Davis with this late push, which the recency bias, we'll see what he does over the last six weeks, but post Boogie's injury, you know, while we're taping this yeah. on a seven-game winning streak, I, my guess is there's what usually 120 votes Rusty, for MVP. Yeah. I would say Harden. I'd set the over/under on votes he gets at 108 and a half. You know, I think there'll be about a dozen people that vote for one of those two other guys. Now, I I don't think anyone else will get first-place votes, but I think that's what it'll be. But I am curious to see who finishes second, third, fourth, because I also think that'll lead you give you an idea of what that first-team All-NBA ballot's going to look like because there is some real competition for the second forward spot, for the second guard spot on there. I think what you're going to have, and I'll go to the first-team All-NBA first, I think it's going to be Harden and Steph. So you leave off Westbrook, which is always tough. And then at the forwards, I think it'll be LeBron and KD. KD over Giannis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Giannis, look, is great. Don't get me wrong. But he hasn't won to the – like, KD – Winning is important mm-hmm. to a lot of the voters, uh, obviously media members. And so Giannis just hasn't won at a high enough level to put him over KD. But so you also think, though, therefore, that Anthony Davis is going to be called I think a center. Be, exactly. I think he'll be voted in as a center. That's probably going to be my ballot, um, and I'm a voter. So here's where I think you and I may differ. I think I have to go with Anthony Davis right now as the second, number two on my MVP ballot. That's not written in stone, Mm -hmm. but right now with what he's done, as you mentioned, winning seven straight games without Boogie Cousins. They are in the running for the third seed, which is incredible in the West. I mean, you know, with Boogie, and it's always been kind of tight in the West, but they were around eighth, seventh seed at one time, not even in the playoffs. He is, if he gets them even to the fourth seed, home court advantage in the Western Conference, I think you almost have to have him second. And I think, obviously, LeBron is having this typically great year. But one thing that will hurt LeBron, I believe, is January. And we've talked about it. For him, it was terrible, but he was 23-7-7 and on, on 50%, 50%. shooting. Yeah, so he was, it was great for anybody else. But by LeBron James standards, that performance plus the losses – they were not yeah. – like, Boogie, or Anthony Davis is leading uh, the Pelicans to what? Do they have a better record they got the at this same, point? The, the Cavs are 36 and 24. The Pelicans are 35 and 26. Okay, so, I mean, so there slightly is, worse. Slightly worse record. Now, With let me, a tougher schedule, obviously, in the West. Let me make the case for LeBron, though, just quickly here. Over, for this, over, over And, again, we're parsing. Yeah. It's, I, you had I would two, have three, I would have it 3-2. But here's the case. You mentioned January. And January's a fair indictment because of what the team did. It's not like LeBron was terrible, but what happened before January? LeBron had the best start to a season he's ever had. He was shooting 43% from three at one point deep into the year. He won player of the month in November and December. Then what happened in February? First time he's ever averaged a triple-double for a month. Became And and I want to say one thing about the averaging a triple-double for a month. Because Russ has been Russ and done it five times, all I think, in the last two years, what people don't realize is prior to Russ doing that, averaging a triple-double for a month, it had not been done 
since Oscar Robertson did it. So it had been 40 years until anyone averaged a triple-double for a month. Russ has done it a bunch recently. LeBron became just the fourth guy ever. Russ, Oscar, LeBron, and Wilt. He's going to win Player of the Month again in February. And typically when we evaluate LeBron and the team's success, we say, well, he's got these great teammates. This year, that hadn't been the case. This year, Kevin Love has been injured recently. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas wasn't there, and then he, when he was there, he wasn't good. They obviously didn't have Kyrie, so he was having to deal with a whole bunch of new players twice this season. I would argue that Anthony Davis with Boogie had the better teammate for the bulk of this season. And Anthony Davis now post-Boogie, these two teams with Kevin Love being out are very similar talent-wise with one superstar who's carrying the role players, which is why the numbers are going to be about the same. The records are going to be about the same. Their, their team performance, I'm sorry, the re- that's the records, but the, the supporting cast is about the same. I, I think you could flip a coin for three versus two, but I know this will shock you. My tie is going to go to LeBron on that. <laughs> no, look, look, LeBron's been great, all as he always is. But I think January is going – and remember, in January, here's one thing which is astonishing. I, he had I, the lowest plus-minus in the league. In the league. That was like 518 he, players, which is – I don't even understand how that could happen. I think I know how it was happening because the Cavs were – terrible and getting blown out and LeBron was playing heavy minutes so I think that you know what I mean he was playing the most minutes on a team that was getting blown out a ton can I ask you one more all NBA question before we move on so you mentioned your backcourt would be Harden and Steph yep uh so Russ obviously would be on your second team all right so I got five names for you there's only three spots for a second okay for the other three the other other, there's three remaining guard spots right second and third second and third second and third team three remaining guard spots here's five names for you DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, Victor Oladipo, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul. I think those are your five best candidates. There's strong cases to be made for all of them, but you can only have three on your ballot. You actually have a ballot. I don't because the league, I don't don't know what's happening. (laughs) I'm going to file a petition. But you've earned your ballot. Did you mention Clay? I didn't, didn't mention Clay. Clay. Okay. But you're basically asking, okay, so obviously Westbrook is second team. I probably would go with. And you don't even have to order them. Just tell me the three guys you would have. Yeah, I'm going to order them for okay. you, though. Second team is either, right now, would either be DeRozan or Kyrie. Okay. It might go down to who has the best record, whose team has the best record. Right. Right now, that'd be I Toronto. like Kyrie better as a player than DeRozan, but you you have to reward, reward DeRozan. And if he doesn't make it, then the Raptors will have, if the Raptors end up with the first, they could be the number one seed with not a single player on first, second, third team All-NBA, because he's the only candidate. Yeah, he'll There's make, no forward he'll, or center. He's I gotta believe he makes at least third team. Okay. But, but I, I say DeRozan right now for second. Third team would be Kyrie. And then now who does that leave out? That leaves out Oladipo, Lillard, Chris Paul. You got one spot for those three. <laughs> Probably Damian Lillard. Okay. And and I say that now he missed some games too, but mm-hmm. Chris missed 18. Yep. I don't think Lillard's missed as many as Chris. And Oladipo's it would be between, been awesome. Yeah, Oladipo's been good, but I. I'm not, and they are the fifth seed. Yeah, but I, I can't. Ties go to the guys who have guys. done it more often. Yeah, I, I, I can't put him ahead of any of those That's guys. That's a tough. It's a tough one. But it's, it's a- going to be good. And 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 look, I love Clay, 
But I don't know if I can put him on any of these teams. So, yeah, maybe probably, Clay sneaks in. No, I they can't call him a forward. So, no, I mean, he's a yeah, guard. So, I probably can't go sneak in. All right, sorry, I hijacked Lillard, your Lillard. podcast. No, no, no. I, just, yes, I think look. the All-NBA stuff's interesting because it, it, it really matters. It matters a ton for Hall of Fame. Yep. It matters for some of these guys for the being able to get, like, the Rose Rule, the new contract. Yep. If you're first, like, the All-NBA stuff big. really, really matters. And, like, it's a great historical snapshot for who the best players no were, which is why so I love players. About it. Now, obviously, they love being all stars because the, the midseason mm-hmm. award and all that. But it really means more who made all NBA. That's top 15 players versus top 24. It, and conferences don't play into a yep. count. It's like in the NFL. It's one thing to be a pro bowler. It's another thing to be an all, all pro. pro. Yep. Like, it's a big difference. All right, let's go to the next category. Rookie of the year. Yep. Let's just cut to the chase. It's coming down to Donovan Mitchell in Utah, Ben Simmons in Philly. Who you got? I think this one's pretty clear. I think it's Ben Simmons. I think Donovan Mitchell's been awesome, and he's been the best player on what could be a playoff team. Utah right now is the 10 seed, but they're just a couple games out of potentially making the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell does one thing better than Ben Simmons, score. Everything else Ben Simmons has been better at. Ben Simmons' team has, when he's on the court, they outscore teams by five points per 100 possessions. When he's off the court, they get outscored by two points per 100 possessions. That's a seven-point swing, which is enormous. Especially considering he's got Joel Embiid as a teammate. Absolutely. I, I just think Simmons has been better. Now, he has the benefit that he had a year to observe the NBA. I get all of that. Donovan Mitchell's been an amazing story. And in a, last year, if Donovan Mitchell had this year, last year, when Malcolm oh, yeah. Brogdon won Rookie yeah. of the Year, like he would have walked to the award. I, I, I think Donovan Mitchell's been a great story and is going to be an awesome player. I think Ben Simmons has had the better season. Yeah, Mitchell's been, a, as you said, a great story. And if anybody votes for Mitchell, and i got to be honest, if he wins it, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to rant and rave mm-hmm. about it. He's been tremendous. Reminds a lot of people of Dwayne Wade. And look, for High Utah praise. to get a player like that, and not only a great player, but an exciting player. A player that's got that, that street-type mm-hmm. game. That's huge for them. And hope, you know, I guess hopefully he'll stay there long-term. They're not going to ever get a player like that in free agency. So for them to get a guy like that in the draft that they can hopefully, you know, for their sake, convince to stay long-term yeah. is big for them. But I'm with you. Ben Simmons, the closest thing I've seen, including Penny Hardaway, to Magic Johnson. Wow. I mean, I, I wow. love Ben Simmons. I think he's very similar to Magic. Magic had a great, a really good set shot jumper or set shot outside shot. Didn't have that much of a jumper. But Magic, even when he wasn't shooting great, could score because he could get in the lane and he could finish and all that. Same thing with Ben Simmons. Even though he can't shoot outside of, what, 12 feet? Yeah, if He that. shoots 52% from the floor. Yeah. He could average more than 16 if he wanted. Mm-hmm. He could give you 19. I actually think he should shoot more and sometimes be a little more aggressive in getting in the paint and finishing. But I'm with you, and he's done it all year. He's all done year. it from game one He was a throughout. borderline all-star. Now, I know I it's agree. the East he versus the been, West, but yeah. when they, especially after the injuries, when they put Goran Dragic in it, I got it. They were looking at the standards like, listen, Miami's a exactly. playoff team. That's they got no representative. But I I thought Ben Simmons had a strong case. And when we're talking about, like, the future of the league and LeBron's decision, if Ben Simmons is not – Joel Embiid by himself is not enough to make Philly an attractive option. It is also because of the way Ben Simmons has played instantly this season. Yep, yep. All right, let's move on. Dunker of 
the year, yeah. and we got Dunk a few. The here's year. the choices. Zach Levine, and this is game dunks. It's not game dunk game contest. Dunks, yep. Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, we just talked yep. about. Aaron Gordon, Larry Nance Jr., who you got? This is, I'm not going to fight you too hard on this one, <laughs> but my gut feeling on this is Aaron Gordon. I just, I feel like Aaron Gordon, it would have been Levine if Levine had played more this year. Aaron Gordon, and I think I just enjoy a big guy like that doing some of the amazing things he does. We don't watch a lot of him in Orlando, so he doesn't necessarily get the love. He's also been a very improved player this year. He, along with Clint Capella and maybe Andre Drummond or some of the leading Oladipo as well, I guess, yep. leading candidates for most improved player. I say Aaron Gordon, but all of these guys, to me, are really good options. Yeah, I, look, Aaron Gordon, I think, put on, and I said it's not dunk contest, but just going back to that, mm -hmm. he put on the best performance, not the individual, the one greatest dunk, mm -hmm. but the best totality. performance, totality of his performance in, what was that, 2016, when he actually lost, mm -hmm. finished second to Zach Levine. But if you look at the whole dunk contest, I thought his overall performance was better than Zach's. And I think it was the greatest ever. Better than Vince. No. Yeah. Better look, than Vince look, Carter. Go back and watch. No, nah, man. Because I, I ranked him on my podcast a few weeks ago. Number five, I had Michael Jordan in, sure. in 88 against Dominique. Number four was Vince Carter in 01. Which number, I know you, four. number four. Hear, hear a brother out. Hear a brother out. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had Zach Levine for 2016, number three. I mean, he's going from darn near the foul line, putting it under his leg. Mm -hmm. The creativity today, based on watching those guys mm -hmm. and your mind just running wild, has led to stuff we never thought mm -hmm. we'd see. You know that. Who was number, number two? Number two, I had Dwight Howard from 2008. Dwight mind. did incredible things. Uh, yeah, none. Unbelievable all of them things. Are fighting for second place to Vince Carter's performance. Look, go back I, and I, look. I have it seared Vince, in my memory. Vince is second. Now his first dunk, the windmill reverse 360 mm -hmm. windmill, ridiculous. His second dunk, he went from out of bounds, and mm -hmm. it was a great dunk. It he got hung, all types what of about when he hung in the rim. Okay, with his elbow. But hold on, Dwight Howard. Not only went from out of bounds, he tossed the ball off the back of the backboard out of bounds, mm -hmm. jumped from out of bounds, caught the ball, then dunked it reverse okay, style. It's off not, it's not what about the Superman? It's when he literally threw it into the rim? That's yeah. more impressive than the okay. elbow in the rim. I'm, and you think even and that? I, I think Vince is the greatest game dunker of all time. Mm -hmm. But I think that – and then Aaron Gordon was number one. All right, but by the way, but who's your winner? For, I mean, none <laughs> right, of that is right. what we're doing. Larry Nance Jr., to me, the greatest game dunks are on people. And most of Mitchell's – while he has had a few on people a lot when guys kind of moved out mm -hmm. of the way, Larry Nance has had them on guys in their grills, kind of like uh, – not to the extent, but kind of like Blake Griffin used to do. Yeah. The greatest one was on Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. Seven-foot, tremendous shot blocker mm -hmm. Durant has become. Went up as high as he could, and Nance just went higher and flushed it on. I got no argument. I got to go with Larry Nance I, I, Unlike your absurd dunk contest rankings, I have no <laughs> argument with Larry Nance Jr.'s best in-game dunker. All right. Now, last category, performance of the year, individual performance right. of the year. Uh, James Harden making Wes Johnson fall with the crossover, <laughs> yeah. notwithstanding who you got. We're talking about, like, the best box score, essentially. Yeah, the best, best game yep, someone's yep. had. There are some amazing candidates. There's the Embiid with 46, 15, 7, and 7. LeBron, I think he had 57, 11, and 7. Yep, yep. There, Boogie had a 40, 20, 10 game. Yep. But to me, it's an obvious one. It, this, this could be the performance of the year. 
performance of the decade, performance of the quarter century potentially, mm. Harden's 60-point triple-double. Not only because he accounted for nearly 90 points in that game, points and assists, but if you watched that game, it was a four-point play to get from points, I guess, 55 to 58 when it was close late. Yep. A step-back jumper to seal the game. Every single one of those points mattered. We'd never seen it in the history of the league. I mean, I, it was, to me, it's an unimpeachable performance yeah. what Harden did. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going with James Harden. Look, Will Chamberlain and Oscar Robertson did things we never will see again, particularly Wilt. I mean, 50 points a game one season, 27 rebounds that same year, yeah. 44 points a game another year, obviously 100 points in one game. Wilt never did what Harden did. 60-point triple-double. Oscar never did. And Oscar, let me throw this in. If you take his first five seasons as a total, 384 games, guess what he averaged? Triple-double. Wow. That, so I didn't it's, know that. People say it was one year. Because some years he'd be at like 9.4 assists. And, and then another year, 11.1. Yeah. You know, and he even died. Average triple-double over a half five, decade. First five wow. years. So, yeah, but again... They never did what Harden did. The pace back then was a lot faster than it is now. Obviously, they didn't play as great a defense. And Harden has done what neither of them did. That right there is enough for me. Harden performance of the year. Last thing we won't get to. We'll get to this on First Things First tomorrow on Friday, March 2nd. Pettiest player of the year. Oh. That's going to be a fun one. Oh, man, that might be the hardest category. Yeah, a lot of contenders. A lot of pettiness going on. A lot right? of contenders in the petty league. I love Who it. is never petty? Not me. My man, Nick Wright. Absolutely. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for joining in the zone. Of course, man. anytime. All right, see you guys. Bigger and better. Stronger than ever. Yeah. Never surrender. Storming the weather. Yeah. Conquer the pressure. pressure. How do I measure? measure? Legend forever. Forever. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone.